Scotland at Cyprus. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Cyprus nil, Scotland 3 and Germany is getting closer How good does that sound? We did not really think about these nights though When we launched our exciting live streaming option uh, for this season So for anyone who is watching rather than listening I am sorry, the pizzas have arrived <laughs> Kenny Miller is stuffing his face I'm about to do the same I just don't know what the other alternative is We can't last until 10 o'clock no. It's been a long day So we'll just have to put up with it What we'll do is we'll let Ian and Greenock make his point Take as long as you like, Ian. I'm, I'm actually at the door. Can I get a bit of your pizza? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing a security for you. Just wait an hour and a half because Hugh Keevans needs a lift home. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give him a lift home. No problem, Mr. Keevans. You're a kind man. But I'm ready. Uh, anyway, listen, guys, get your passports ready. Now, forget about the performance at the moment, but I'm going to say look at that bench, Gordon. Hi, Kenny. Hi, Hugh. Hi, Gordon. <sighs> Look at look at the bench alone. That's a full team that you could put, Kenny. You know it yourself, Kenny. There's, tr- there's strikers, there's midfielders, there's defensive midfielders, there's holding midfielders, there's defenders, and there's two goalkeepers on the bench. But look at the starting eleven. The first goal is a is world class. It's well built. It's well orchestrated. But the third goal, the the play from the back. We've got a goalkeeper there now. It can play from the back. He knows how to pass a ball. He's got great contact with central defenders. But it's the build-up. And it's the the vision. Was it Scott McTominay? It took a defence out and put the ball to John McGinn, Super John McGinn. Now, that ball nestles in the, the top. Is it the bottom corner, Kenny? Hello? Kenny, you eat pizza? Sorry, Ian. Yeah, he's, he's nodding. Was, yeah. Sorry guys, uh, I'll just crack on. So I'll just give you a running comment. So, <laughs> enjoy it, Kenny. I'm watching you on. I'm watching you on the TV. I'm only joking. I'm not watching you. But three nothing. I've only had. I've just opened a bottle of beer. I'm ready. One of the nicest beers you can get. But that performance. Now, sure you may. You're good. Yeah, would you call it your your games? Is that eleven games unbeaten? 11 games without defeat it, it will be 11 Qual- qualifiers qualifi- Yeah the, the actual qualifiers yeah. Yeah. yeah No wins No wins 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 Wins, wins. When Listen guys The three years When Have we ever had a run like that No, we've, we've got a, We've got a team here boys And I'm, I'm calling you a boy as well So even though you're old enough to be my dad <laughs> But uh, as, as I say It's It's unheard of Tuesday night is going to be a spectacular and I hope he's going to play his strong team because the game's over. Kenny made it a point at the top of the show when it went 3-0. It could be 5, it could be 6, it could be 7, it could be 8. Scotland are dominating that game. But don't... I'm, the Cyprus are moving the ball about as well. So they are. But well, as I said... Ian, you're correct. They can't cope. And that's a tribute to Steve Clark, to the professionalism of the Scotland players. Everyone spoke about the heat in Larnaca. They have made a mockery of that particular argument. They look even more comfortable in the heat than the, the locals do. So it's all in keeping with the Steve Clark story. 
And yes, we are very, very close to Germany now. As someone said earlier on the programme, nine toes out of ten are... <laughs> Love that, that was good. ...are, are, in, are in Germany. Um, but I'd like to see other players like Lewis Ferguson get a look in the second half just to underline what you've been saying, Ian, that we are strength and depth as well as consistent. Mm. Uh, it's just a, a terrific night. And I, to be perfectly honest, I don't think any of us saw it coming in this fashion. Yeah. Not 3 nothing by half time. Uh, thank you, Ian. Enjoy that one beer that you were having. Um, <laughs> please drink responsibly. Uh, let's go. Lots of calls coming in during the break. That's the whole point of us staying on this late. I love it. Let's go to Brendan and Pollock. How's it going, Brendan? Uh, no bad, Gordon. I, so I, I, I booked the tickets to Germany after the Jordan game, getting steaming in the pub due to the delay. Oh, dear. I woke up in the morning like that. Checked the bank account Oh two and a half grand light like, Oh what Why am I two and a half grand light here But on check Booking.com Flight Booked to Germany Hotel book I've no book to the turn flight So here's what Maybe actually make it Oh my day. goodness Well this might get to the final then You can just book it for a later date surely Aye so Thank God with the result The way it's going to now uh, I'm, I'm not twitching as much like that. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I think I am duty bound to say please drink responsibly. I don't want I don't want anyone making any rash spending decisions tonight. As funny as that may be, I, I am now very glad I've got a Nokia and I can't book two and a half thousand pounds worth of flights. Imagine you firing up that old laptop of yours oh. at two in the morning after a red wine. Dear Kenny, me. listen, his flight listen, his money's safe now and it's well spent. Absolutely well spent. And he's got the open return So it yep. doesn't matter what stage Scotland make go, yep, You can just jump on the next flight home I don't know whether to tell Brendan this But I remember Remember a guy I'm sure a guy called us For the last Euros We were looking for stories Of like Scotland being at previous tournaments Remember the guy who went to France 98 And never returned Someone did still, phone in with a story like that Some, Something like that Genuinely <laughs> yeah. Brendan that could be you Well don't say that <laughs> <laughs> He says that because he knows that might be ha- that might be possible. I take it you're impressed with what you're seeing for the Scotland oh, team, anyway. Oh, superb! But Scott McTominay, McGregor, Billy Gilmore—that's different gravy. See if you look at that Scotland team now. Is who you touched on earlier on? The Roma is one boy that's in the team that plays in Scotland. Carl McGregor—that just shows you the quality we've got going down south. Now. I'm just thinking, Brendan, you're going to be part of a unique group because when we made the, the Euro finals the last time, I mean. Two games in Glasgow, one game in London. Uh, you yeah. can get that anytime right. under but, COVID restrictions as well. But, let's not forget. Yeah, but also, you know, Brendan's going to have the thrill of joining probably tens of thousands of Scottish people who will go to Germany and experience that thrill that you know people haven't had since 1998 when Scotland went to France. And I, I, I well remember the night before the first game in France, Scotland-Brazil. And to be in Paris that night was to be very fortunate. <clears throat> and Brendan's going to experience that in, in in wonderful places, you know, like Berlin and Dortmund. Uh, so, Brendan, that night out in the pub wasn't too bad at all. Yeah, Brendan, I'll tell you what, I hope you enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy Germany. Hopefully we'll see you there. That would be nice. Um, yeah. Don't Just don't buy anything daft tonight, will you? <laughs> no, no. Good man, there we are, Brendan and Pollock. That's a good story, I like that. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the, the recklessness aside, obviously. Don't want anyone getting themselves in any bother, but there we go. Football does mad things to you. Well, he, he, he obviously had the money in the bank. 
So <laughs> it's his money, he can spend it as he likes. I guess, I guess in theory. Um, let's go back to Larnica, just check in, see what's happening there with Andrew McLean, if he's still with us. Yeah, uh, the uh, substitutes just out warming up at the moment. You wouldn't expect there's <clears> going to be any changes from Scotland, would you really? Unless Steve Clark wants to rest some players, but I'm not sure. With a friendly coming up, it's, it's overly necessary. I'm not sure Timur Kitsbaya, the Cyp uh, Cyprus manager, is, is overly happy with what he's seen. It looks as if they're maybe going to make a couple of changes of their own to try and get back into this game. But Scotland have looked really good, haven't they? And it's just that, that midfield four as well I mentioned it earlier on that the rotations between the four of them you know, just all really good footballers as well and they are dominating this game they're putting on a show and you know it, you think it's maybe going to get to the point where the Scotland team is going to pick itself certainly that midfield four it'd be hard to drop any of those players now especially with the, the performances we've seen them putting in the heat certainly not affecting the Scotland players I tell you what it's maybe affecting some of the supporters because Scotland fans maybe not been in as full voice as they were earlier on when I saw many of them in the city centre but you know what well, we can't blame them too much because it is what quarter to 11 here now it's very late it has been a long day a long trip for these Scotland supporters who have come all the way out here to Cyprus a long flight to get here as well to come and support their team and the players out in the pitch are doing their job they're putting on a show for these supporters who have made that journey and are really hopeful that they will be making another journey to Germany next year. Those couple of changes are going to happen for Cyprus as well, so we'll see if they have any bearing on the game. Certainly, Temer Kitzbaya wanting to shake things up a bit. It will be the same uh, starting 11 for Scotland as well. No changes from Steve Clark. He's certainly happy with what he's seen from his team. These supporters definitely happy with what they've seen as well, and we are just about to get underway for the second half. Well Classic Stevie Clark, as I said in the introduction to the programme, never presume anything, never get carried away, play it, win it, and then plan for the next game. So this is classic Steve Clark. Not a change when you're three up and you've got a bench, uh, as Ian, the earlier caller, said, you know, absolutely jam full of talent, uh, but... He's getting the job done in Stevie Clark professional style. Listen, there's going to be changes, you know. I just think at half time, I mean, it could have, and and there would be no reason why it wouldn't. But like you say, it's not done yet. It's going to be three at the moment. It did look like there's going to be more goals in it for Scotland, but there'll be changes again, probably around about that hour mark. And uh, and whether it's just to give boys minutes or or caps, that guys are... see the one thing about these like this squad, and uh, I think it was Brendan was talking about it that the uh, the midfield will pick itself, and it's this, and it'll be hard to dislodge. You've also got to think about the these guys that come away every single trip, you know, and don't get one minute on that field. Yeah. You know, yes, they're delighted that they're part of this successful squad, and they're hoping that they're mm -hmm. going to be going to another Euros, uh, and it'll be confirmed very soon, but. It's still sometimes a yeah. reward, you know, for, for your loyalty, for turning up all the time, for it, being a... Effectively, sometimes you're a cheerleader for your team. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, uh, like you say, the bench is so strong. Uh, again, Lewis Ferguson comes to mind. You know, when you're playing at the level that he's playing at, uh, it's always going to be tough to break into that midfield, but it probably deserves... Uh, it deserves some game time. Yeah, just wonder at what point Stevie Clark will, because surely at some point... And, and I forget Steve Clark, modern football with all the... The, you know, the size of the benches and so on, it just it tends to happen anyway. Um, you, you also have to take into account the, the feelings of the, the club managers who are saying, oh, you're three up. I mean, you could give my guy yeah. a bit of a breather here. 
and they probably will play. These guys will be playing again against England. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Steve Clark will be going again full full strength squad. So if you can get a, a Callum McGregor, who by the way is a serial 55 game a season man, uh-huh. when you're 3-0 up away to Cyprus, maybe even four by the time you could come off, then uh, it, it would make sense. Um, I mean, I have to say, Andrew's assessment that it's not really affecting the Scotland players, the heat, tell that to the kit man, because I noticed John McGinn and Andy Robertson's shirts were a, a different shade to normal when they were walking off it looks like they've put in a fair old shift uh, already in that heat and Billy Gilmore just continuing to spray the ball around so uh, Scotland looking good and it'd be nice that's for everyone watching to have a bit of style as well in the second half not that we're getting greedy or anything no I mean they clearly have the same level of commitment that they started the game with uh, and they're just carrying on into the second half I think Stevie Clark like all managers around about the 60 minute mark you begin to see one or two coming on. Why not? Ever played many Scotland games, Kenny? It was like over at half time. It's just even even against the one. Yeah, uh, Faroe Islands at home. And there Celtic Park. The Sixty-nine Scotland caps yeah. and only one over at half time. Hugh, that's what the point we made earlier. It's not. It's just not always this. It's not always that easy. Even if you if there is a perceived, you know gulf between the teams like there is when you go over there and it's hot and you know players come in different stages of their domestic calendar and all that stuff it's still testament to the professionalism here that we've made this look so easy isn't it without doubt that now you go to the bottom line and the bottom line is that we are better than cyprus we have players uh i'm looking at hickey who has been in Serie A and has now returned to the english premier league we have Top quality from goalkeeper out. Uh, all we are doing here is justifying that remark that we are better than Cyprus. We are justifying it by being visibly, immeasurably better than Cyprus. We, we are not in any danger of anything other than a fourth goal for Scotland. Slow start to the second half, though, Kenny. I'm not impressed. Ah, I know it's not good enough. No, I just need to make changes and get them off. Clark out. Uh, you know, we just go back to what. Just I think it was Ian that was saying he tried to prompt me on a goal, but I had a, a mouthful of pizza at the time. It was uh, to go back to that that John McGinn goal, the passing, the movement. McTominay makes a run for the for Hickey. It goes inside to Gilmore, round the corner into Shea Adams, who is touching layoff. Who McTominay's now continued his move down the uh, down the right flank, and then he moves forward and gets the, has the presence of mind to pick uh, McGinn out. And McGinn just opens up and does what he does. A wonderful finish. It's just a top top class yeah. ball. Yes, the level of opposition's there, and you can see oh, they could be tighter. They've not defended it well, but this one thing—that's a team that's flying in fully confidence because the movement, the passes, the control, the finish was top top level. I love about Scott McTominay's contribution, Kenny, as well. Because don't forget, there would have been a time where he would have faced the same debate. Oh, oh, oh he's not born here. Is it his grandparents? Is it his parents? Oh, I don't know. Is he is he just using us because he can't play for England? It became quite clear very quickly he would run through a brick wall for Scotland, yep. no doubt about it. But he's now played uh, at the in a back three. He'll have played his sort of what we think of traditional sort of holding midfield role. Played a bit further forward. He's scoring goals. He's he's now operating kind of on the right side of that midfield tonight. Just an unbelievable contribution he's made to the international team. I think when when you've got guys like that who come up who are English born and they've got like you say that they qualify through a grandparent or a parent, there's always going to be these questions. I think of guys that had played with James Morrison, for instance, 
one of the answers in the, mm-hmm. on the teaser. What a player. You know, Nigel Quasi back in the day. Unbelievable football player that came up and, and gave his allegiance to Scotland. The thing about these guys is, is they actually embrace it when they come away. You know, straight away, like you say, you could see with James Morris and what he was given. Probably one of the hardest working guys, top, top player, but one of the hardest working players on that field. Covered every blade of grass. Uh, wonderful player. Nigel Quasi was the same. And you've seen it with McTominay. Uh, as soon as he's came up, he's played multiple positions. He's no more, he's been on the bench. He's came on and made impact. And now that he's starting... Again, found a role for him, found uh, really, really good guys and footballers round about him, and he's absolutely flourishing. It's an interesting point you raise about McTominay, born in uh, Lancaster and uh, made eligible by the parental rule. Um, I belong to a generation who watched footballers go down to England and send their wives back up here when they were expecting children so that the child, if he proved to be good, would be able to play for Scotland wow. and not be born in England and therefore only eligible to play for England. And now we have this word, we naturalise them. In other words, Scott McTominay was naturalised because he wasn't born in Scotland, but he is eligible to play and we naturalise them. It's the modern world. We, we didn't invent it. It's been going on for a while now. And McTominay gives off the impression, very much so, that he thrives on being in Scotland's jersey. And especially now, you would, wouldn't you? Because there's that mad situation where he's not even close to getting a look in for a fairly average Man United mm. team, Kenny. So this this will feel like a great release to him. It will do, and that's why, and that's always just to say, going away with the national team, it was refreshing to get away from the, kind of the rigours of the, of the week-in, week-out club scene. But you also went back to your club a little bit fresher as well when looking forward to getting back to that. So these guys uh, who weren't playing, you like your McTominay's and your Tierney's and all the guys that we've talked about, oh, should they play or should they not play? They'll be so looking forward to coming away. to. Like, firstly, they're looking forward to it anyway, but to going and playing and, and playing with guys they enjoy, playing with really, really good players and being able to perform at the level. That's because being an international footballer raises your profile and when you're going to these major tournaments, it just, what, a, what an opportunity you've got to shine. I laugh a little bit because look, I, I guess in theory, you, you're allowed to call and speak to us about whatever you like. That, that you know, it's a phone in and you tend to decide. But obviously, like we've been on since six, it's three hours down, and we're all kind of engrossed. And I can just see a call that's popped up on my screen, and it says Rangers fans need to calm down. The league doesn't finish till May. We've got thirty-four games <laughs> left. <laughs> and I get it. I know international football doesn't float everyone's boat, which is fine. But that's that's quite that's quite some time in that. Yeah. I could have even uh, waited to half time. I've been waiting for calls on that type of stuff tonight, but it's just not actually came. So, what do you say? We're too, we're, we're too busy kind of talking about how good Scotland are and who's going to be going to the Euros and how fans are going to get there and fans that have already booked their flights after a, after a night out, uh, waking up to two and a half grand out of their bank account. So, it's, uh, yeah, but listen, this Scotland team, it's, it's worth kind of spending the show talking about them, particularly when they're putting in these types of performances. Um, forget fans if the powers that be at Clyde One or Bower Media UK are listening I hope you're on Skyscanner as well or whatever other websites are available uh, trying to come up with a plan because we need to go surely imagine Hugh Keevans in the what do you call it again Lederhosen Lederhosen oh wow (laughs) there is a thought unbelievable well as I say that's why early in the programme I said to you it was overwhelmed by a sense of nostalgia because 50 years ago we went to a major international tournament with the legends of Scottish football and it was in a place then called West Germany 
And here we are, 50 years later, we're on our way to Germany, the unified Germany. Uh, and fans are going to experience that thrill that their fathers or grandfathers had in uh, France uh, all those years ago, 1998. They're going to go abroad for a major final. There you go. Did you ever think that we would speak about German unification on Clyde One mm. Super Scoreboard? Oh, I thought Scotland Very close. scored a fourth. Very close indeed at the back. Well, obviously, it was Scott McTominay because why wouldn't he be still throwing himself in at the back post at this stage? At almost four. Um, listen, we will speak very regularly about this stuff, hopefully for the next few months, Hugh, given that Scotland are about to do it. What was your favourite tournament to go away with for Scotland? Um, you know, it's... Very hard to beat uh, France when you're playing yeah, uh, Brazil in the first game, and you know uh, the, the the scenes in the Champs Elysees uh, the night before the Scotland Brazil game were unbelievable. Uh, my own son came from London on the Eurostar, no ticket, and we had no prospect of getting a ticket, but just wanted to be in Paris when Scotland played Brazil, and happily went home the following morning, not having been inside the stadium uh, and when they came out in the kilts it was breathtaking uh, and it was wonderful theatre and sure it ended in sadness because of a known goal and that happens in football but to be there uh, and to be that was the only one I, you know I went to a World Cup final in uh, Japan Scotland weren't, Scotland there. weren't there. I went in 1994 to the USA, to New Jersey, and Scotland weren't there. Is uh, that, I take it, has the newspaper industry changed? Would, would their papers be sending to Japan for a tournament Scotland aren't in anymore? Would they still uh, do that? Uh, one. One person, maybe. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was experience of a lifetime but I can't believe you've been to the USA and Japan for tournaments that Scotland weren't yeah, in yeah. it's amazing uh, what do they call me they call me that they, they got me in a, a Japanese head set and like they the called me they, they call, yeah, Danielson Shuggy-san and they call me Shogun Shug <laughs> Mr Miyagi <laughs> right enough that, eh? that, that's, that's how newspapers do it uh, but as I say 1994 the USA 2002, uh, Japan, Tokyo, Shinjuku. Go and give us a wax on, wax off, will you? <laughs> and you know, the best one was 98 because you were with your own country. Unbelievable. Well, listen, that's this type of stuff we've got to look forward to, hopefully. Uh, let's see if we can get them dressed up in some <laughs> German attire uh, next summer. I'm sure we will. Uh, 58 gone, Cyprus nil, Scotland 3, come on, only that McTominay chance, let's up this, let's get some subs on Kenny, let's give us something fresh. Yeah, I think it'll be coming soon, uh, I mean I wouldn't say it's been, I mean we're three and a lap, you know, and we're comfortable, uh, you could understand why it's maybe a little bit flatter in the in the second half, but uh, I think a few changes of guys that are going to be coming on and eager to impress, and sometimes these squad players as well who are guys that have nodded a lot of minutes, their spots could be up for grabs in terms of making the final squad, you know, once once we eventually qualify there. So uh, there'll be guys eager to impress and get on and make sure they're all going to be on that plane to Germany. I was going to say, you almost feel sorry for Cyprus, but that's not true at all. Um, you know, they thought they had pressed Scotland into a good spot there in Scotland, just one or two passes, popped it out without even really exerting themselves and are up the other end. These are strange times indeed as Andy Robertson comes in at the back post, but his header, uh, he's actually committed you know, a foul there. 
we're 15 minutes in and they are doing just fine. Uh, they're still spraying the ball about. They're still far and away the best team. But, you know, just to refresh it, last half hour, give it a good uh, rethink and, and get some performances from players. As Kenny said, and it's a point I've always believed in, you can't keep asking people to come everywhere you go and never giving them a look in. You know, the, 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 there are people there on that bench who deserve to have a look in here. Interesting to see what the mindset for Tuesday is, and I'm sure it's something we can explore on, on Monday night and Tuesday on the phones, but um, just in terms of who takes it, how seriously, you know, from both sides, really. Yeah. No, listen, I think for, for our point of view, it's... Uh, this is why I think changes would be quite wise at this moment because if you're going to go oh, with a similar Scott team... Scott McTominay is um, taking the, you know, yeah. the proverbial. Yeah, he's bought a free kick. He was just trying to roll the foot over the ball, but he's, I don't think uh, don't think the separate player was too happy about it. Yeah, but you see the bit before that, he's nutmegging people. Yeah. He's, oh, that's fantastic. He's he just got volleyed on. Yeah, but to go back to Tuesday night, I just think... <laughs> see, because Sorry, the I've seen bought, that nutmeg again. See, because the team's bought so much momentum, you just don't want to lose... Sure like long winning runs or long unbeaten runs at any point because you just never know when that wee dent in confidence can really affect you, you know. I don't think it will uh, and it's going to be a tough game but it's a wonderful occasion. Like, there'll be guys that have maybe never played in a Scotland-England game before and you might never play again. I mean, 15 years it was yeah. between 98 and 2013. So. The thing, because we're in... Uh, Nations League Group A yeah. and they're only in B so yeah. we might not really get to play that uh, soon again either. Yeah. So it'll be... Uh, good opportunity. Uh, ball comes edge of the box, fired in low. Easy save from Callum McGregor's drive. That could have been the Hickey assist there. If, if oh, Hickey was, was it? <laughs> no, I don't know. Oh. I'm keeping my eye on it. I'm worried for the crazy pony. He yeah. will be. I just wonder why he went for Hickey, maybe not Andy Robertson assist. I know the price would have been bigger, but it would. Uh, it's Robert... a similar type. But Robertson's. Or, oh no, he never no, actually. No, McGinn got the assist for the first one, didn't he? But it still was maybe a better, uh, maybe a better opportunity than. Uh, yeah, Cyprus trying to line one up from distance. Don't go and spoil it now. Don't make it look any more difficult than it has been because it's been a, a very comfortable and professional performance from Scotland. There has been an undeniable drop-off in the second half, which yeah. is perfectly understandable, Hugh. Well, for purely the physical reasons, you know, the, the, ultimately it has to tell uh, in the temperatures and the time of night. We are not accustomed to playing towards midnight, uh, unless it rains in Glasgow. Uh, but that's why I think, you know, the, you, how long is Steve Clark going to give it? You know, I mean, the, give some of these guys a break. Give others who replace them an opportunity to show what they can do. Uh, there's absolutely no danger of the game being lost. Uh, so surely within the next two or three minutes, there will be changes. Well, it doesn't seem like there's any sign yet, I have no. to say. Um, so, you know, usually they get readied. Why Why would they not, Kenny? I would ask you. Why I, would I, they I not? I, I really don't know. Uh, I, I'm more of the, the, the mindset that I, unless he knows he's not going to play this team yeah. on like, Tuesday night. At all. But listen, obviously, some guys are going to play, but you just, you just never know. He, he'll already know in his mind what kind of changes he'll be looking to make, if any, for Tuesday night. But I always just come back to that. I think when you're at 3 0, again, in this heat, for to keep the club relations right as well, because you just never know in this heat there could be. Oh, I wonder, I wonder which club managers are screaming at the TV yeah. right now. Yeah. There will be because, because they'll be saying the exact same things. That's 3 0, the game's dead. You know, 
for instance, again, we'll go to Callum McGregor, someone who plays so many games every season. Like, he's going to play again on Tuesday night, you know, so just get him off. See, just I, get I him assume, off. I assume that the game on a Tuesday is a sellout. Uh, am I correct in that assumption? Oh, yeah, well, we, yeah. Um, now, this is to, to mark the 150th anniversary of the fixture. Uh, history will hang heavily in the air on Tuesday night, and Steve Clark's not daft, he was brought up in it. So he knows how much uh, of a a big deal this is for the, the Scotland supporters who form the vast majority inside the ground. So he'll want to pick his very best side mm. and the crowd will demand that the, the very best Scotland side try and achieve that thrill of beating the noisy neighbours from across the border. So he's got to be making changes soon. Yeah, we're also in danger, I think, though, of turning... A positive night into a bit of a moan because they're not making subs. So let's not, yeah, now. Kenny McLean and Lyndon Dyke. So it's very much the the kind of tried and tested ones, Kenny, that he wants to give, which is again understandable. Yeah, again, I said that earlier. Anytime there's a midfield change, I think the first one's normally normally Kenny McLean or, or maybe Ryan Jack. Lyndon Dykes was always going to come on as well. So it looks like Kevin Nisbet will have to kind of sit and wait. And obviously, Lauren Shanklin's not even on the bench. So, uh, yeah, as the tried and tested guys. And again, you can understand why, because they've done they've done so well for Steve over his time as the manager. So, again, they deserve minutes again. But f- I mean, see, for, see for Lewis Ferris, without trying to put too much down, he's got to think, what more do I need to be doing here? You know, I'm playing in Serie mm. A, I'm scoring goals in big games. Uh, I'm coming away here. These are the guys I do think sometimes... Like, see if, if Kenny McLean never went on. Like, I think he's he's, I think he's sitting at 31 caps or whatever is Kenny McLean. Like, he's he's probably, again, never really going to break that midfield as a starter. Lewis Ferguson going on, I don't think anybody... Like, again, we've talked about there's never any grumps or moans or yeah. anything within the squad. So, uh, I think there is guys that you need... There is going to be a change at some point if players needed it. So, getting this type of game is perfect for a Lewis Ferguson to come on and say, look, this is what I can bring to this team. Um, so yeah, we will get those changes very soon, I expect uh, Of course there would be no debuts tonight unless something strange happened And Xander Clark came on, or Robbie McCrory for that matter Everybody else in the squad has been capped um, So it would just be a case of uh, adding to that Should Steve Clark shuffle the pack even more than he is about to It's going to be Kenny McLean and Lyndon Dykes Good to see Lyndon Dykes back Such an important performer for Scotland in the last couple of internationals uh, he has had some injuries uh, and he's not played the last three for QPR so good to see him getting some game time he's not on yet though well if you are a, a player in the Cyprus team and you are aware of Lyndon Dyke's profile he's not what you want to see coming at you for the last 25 minutes of this match no I don't suppose so um, he certainly gives defenders a hard time uh, he scored a few important goals as well for Scotland over his career and uh, I think this will be it is this the lull in play that we've been waiting for I can see a few players looking over to the bench uh, looks like Billy Gilmore and Shea Adams is it they're the ones yep. that are walking off very slowly um, Billy Gilmore actually looks a little bit disappointed yeah, to be going look, off doesn't Kenny. look the happiest yeah, he does aye he does but I'm sure he dust himself down and get ready to go again on Tuesday that's what I would be thinking uh, you don't want to disrupt uh, a really positive team too much but who knows but again Kenny McLean I mean, what an impact he had in the Norway game coming on oh, and obviously getting that finish. winning goal it was a beautiful finish a really 
a really good goal and we'll give John McGinn the benefit of the doubt that it was a kind of cutback and no shot that found its way to, to Lyndon Dykes and just the cushion layoff off the Dykes was excellent and a, and a wonderful finish and what a moment that was that was a real moment in this campaign where you thought you know what this is this is us, we're going to be there to turn it around that last five minutes. Uh, yeah, that might be the moment when you look I back think on so, it. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's one of these moments as well that I think uh, we made our own luck. We never played well within the game. I think maybe, I, if I recall watching it, I was thinking maybe Steve's got maybe his tactics a wee bit wrong. And I think he even talked about that after the game that he's maybe thinking, let's not get beat rather than actually going and winning. And it did. I think it put a real kind of down on the performance but we stuck at it we never gave up we never gave in we kind of just stayed in the game as long as we could and when our moments came we took it so it was yep. a big big moment well Lyndon Dykes on then 9 goals and 29 caps so far can he reach double figures uh, this evening he's got about 23 minutes of the 90 plus whatever's added on to do so uh, so we'll see what he can come up with Kenny McLean as his namesake Kenny Miller mentioned what a moment that was in Oslo a cultured finish with a bad foot, Kenny. This is the best my types of finishes. Love it, just passing it in the corner. He could, he, he could have been forgiven on his weaker foot, just maybe trying to put the laces through it and it maybe getting blocked or blazing over, but he controlled it. He just found the corner and I think it went through the defender's legs so the keeper unsighted the keeper a little bit, but what a moment. The, the real moment, I know the Spain game was, was a sensational mm -hmm. night, but I think that moment... Single moment. Absolutely, just... Uh, I think that's when a lot of Scotland fans have thought, you know what, maybe it is time to book these tickets. Oh, absolutely. Um, I like to imagine the tech giants, I don't know, somewhere in Silicon Valley or wherever they'll be based, huge, just sort of checking things, going, what is that? What's that spike in searches from yeah. Scotland at this time on a Friday night? Well, say, oh, by the way, it's Scott McTominay and his pals are at it again. I'm shuddering to think how many people sitting in the... AEK Stadium in Larnaca have got the phone out and started to book things. Yeah, if they're not sunburned to within an inch of staying awake at this point, because Andrew was saying, and it can be like that, that um, it can be a, a long day if the game's at this time. Scotland flash one in, but it's saved at the near post. It's been a long day for us, I know that, Gordon. Ooh, <laughs> I'm starting to feel the heat a little bit. I don't yeah. know how John McGinn's feeling, but yeah, I, I don't disagree well, that could with have been the assist, look. Could have been the assist for Hickey there if they just got that cut back a bit. That's the important thing. Hickey's still on the park. Yeah, exactly. I don't know for how much longer that. No, that would be an obvious change. I'm sorry, Crazy Pony, but I do wonder if we'll see some Nathan Patterson. Because he's, you know, had, it probably was his jersey at one point, Kenny. It was his, And yeah. he's now, you know, he's back and he's playing well for Everton. But that's the thing, like, they've got two players in that position, two young players as well who are fighting for it, playing it at the top, top level of the, of the game, going for it. And that's just, Again, it typifies what this Scotland squad is at the moment. Real competition all over the field. By a squad that's at a good age as well. There's good ages mm -hmm. in this, particularly in that position. So, uh, and he, he picked up that real bad injury as well. It was a really unfortunate time for him. So, it would be, again, he's another one. It would be good to see him back in the Scotland jersey. Again, another one to think that we don't need to play him. <laughs> it's just yep. the crazy, the, the, the depth that's appeared all of a sudden um, in certain areas. So, and long may it continue and beyond that, you never know. Ben Doak might be watching with his under-21 teammates tonight thinking, that's fine, you get yourselves to the Euros and I'll join in. I'll be there. Well, you know, I wonder if Elliot Anderson is watching as well and thinking... He'd like you know to what? think so. That, that could be interesting if I declare myself yeah. for Scotland. I think by the sounds of it, the official line is he was just injured, isn't it? So Steve Clark didn't sound too uh, bothered about it, but I guess we will see in the fullness of time. 
you know, even Steve Clark can't say with any certainty which way Elliot Anderson is going to bounce. Mm. Uh, we'll, we'll just need to wait until the player declares. Well, it might be easier to get in that England midfield than this Scotland midfield to By the way. <laughs> I heard Jude Bellingham's not bad though. Yeah. And Declan Rice is done I'm actually okay. really looking forward to watching him on Tuesday night. I really hope he plays, I Hope he plays badly. Uh, Lyndon Dykes is in the box. Not a great touch, but he gives it off to Andy Robertson who <laughs> crosses the ball at about 100 miles an hour, which meant it was very difficult for his teammates to get on the end of it. Even he's laughing. The offside flag goes up. Can you take a bit off it, Kenny? <laughs> That's more of a shot, wasn't it? Than a, than a cross. You know, I think he's just trying to, he's trying to just oh. fizz. It's actually not bad, you know. He's just yeah. had to put it with pace across the Who ball is it there. that nearly gets there, Dykes or McGinn? I think it was McGinn. Um, yeah, it was fired across at quite a quite a rate, you'd have to say. Being brave boy, stick your head on the end of that one, but it would have been a certain goal. It was one of them that just needed just needs to be any touch. You just need to get some part of the anatomy on that, and mm -hmm. it's, it's going into the goal. You're that close to the goal when it's coming in at such pace. 72 gone, Cyprus nil, Scotland 3. Don't forget, you can call. The phone lines are open. They have been all night, so whatever you've got for us, get it in right now, please, and especially after the game, uh, because that'll be it. It'll be like party time. I know we've done it. You can almost do it too easy. You like you know that like Serbia is like the ultimate drama. Yeah, I always always said this before when you follow the club team that I do, you don't get too many uh, moments like that. But I remember when Motherwell got to a cup final by beating St Johnson three 0 at Hamden, and yeah. I think it was three 0 at half time. Yeah, and it actually felt really weirdly like flat because it's like oh hold on, it wasn't meant to, it wasn't meant yeah. to be this straightforward. Um, well, this game has been a foregone conclusion after the first half hour. You know, we were three up before. We played 30 minutes, uh, so people are either celebrating or they've been calmed down now. They, they might have had their doubts before the game started. They haven't had doubts for a long, long time now. Uh, I still expect to see other substitutions being made before the end of the occasion. The bottom line, the only story in town, a fifth victory in a row and a team who were more than comfortable in an away game context. Let's bring in Mark in Easterhouse. Mark, I take it you've been impressed with how comfortable this has been? Uh, it's been a good game. Well, I've not actually watched the game, I'm watching the guys, but from what I'm hearing, it's like easy street. But what I want to say is, where are the doubters for Stevie Clark from a couple of years ago? Yeah, you won't, you won't hear as much from them, Hugh, anymore <laughs> because it's, no, no, it's, no. Like, it's becoming impossible. To, to really to have those doubts Well you know it, it came off the back of A wonderful time at Kilmarnock Where they made Kilmarnock The third best team in the league uh, Maybe people wanted more glamour Than uh, a guy who can look like a walrus uh, But you know it, It's not the way he looks It's not his physical appearance It's what he knows And what he knows has made us An, a, an efficient, reliable Team able to go and do things like this. Uh, so Scott McTominay hits the post, oh, extremely close to a fourth. Desperately unlucky. Oh, wow. So uh, you know, Mark's right to draw attention to the fact that at the time he had his critics, uh, but you won't find one now. Yeah, I mean, how impressed have you been with the job he's done, Mark? He's done great, by the way. He has done great. Indeed, yep. I'd go, I'd go better than great. I, I would. I think it's uh, 
really great. And <laughs> aye, but but it's also progressing. You know, as much as you, you qualify for the Euros and you do it through the Nations League, and it was Group C, and it was Israel on penalties, and it was Serbia on penalties, and this, and it was just our time at that moment. Since then, we have have just progressed the performances the results the teams that we're going up against I think the the, the stability within not just the starting living but the, but the squad uh, everything's just moving moving in the right direction again I think Steve Clark says there's more more to come for the squad I mean if there is more to come for the squad then we're then we're absolutely we, we could go there and actually mm. compete and like I said earlier we could this, this Scotland team could be the most successful Scotland team ever. I always like it, Hugh, when you look at the evolution of the squad, uh, Like it's not like it was yesterday. I, t- I take that on board. It's not completely dramatic, but 2019, Steve Clark's first game for Scotland was against Cyprus, as yeah. Andrew McLean mentioned yeah. earlier. Um, David Marshall was in goals, Stephen O'Donnell, Charlie Mulgrew, Scott McKenna, um, Andy Robertson, Kenny McLean, James Forrest, Callum McGregor, Ryan Fraser, John McGinnon, Eamon Brophy, yeah. Um, Ollie Burke came off the bench A bench that included Liam Palmer and Stuart Finlay And Tom Kearney and Johnny Russell And Mark McNulty So yeah I know it has been four years But he's he's, he's he actually has probably turned the squad around More than people think Yeah um, That's why I'm so intrigued by The next two games England There's no such thing as a friendly against England I don't think there's simply too much history uh, so they are then followed mid-October by Spain against Scotland in Spain uh, you know I know how my business works in the morning you wake up to headlines about how wonderful this is and how great this player is and that player and the manager and everybody and that will feed into the narrative of Scotland versus England on Tuesday night and we'll find out a lot about ourselves against England and we'll really find out about ourselves in Madrid when we play Spain because they were nothing short of sensational tonight while scoring seven Mm. goals against Georgia. So the next two games, you know, no one's demanding that you beat England and then go to Madrid and beat Spain. But it would just be interesting to see how we compete against those two countries. Yeah, thank you to Mark and Easterhouse. England, of course, play Ukraine tomorrow and we're in a qualifier as well away. So they've got a day less to recover. Um, and we'll see what happens there, I suppose, building up to that one on Tuesday. Scotland still have most of the ball, not as much, not loads anymore, um, but just a controlled. I mean, when you go 3 0 up, Kenny. At the break, is this the, the type of second half you can sometimes expect? Yeah, you see it so many times with, with these games where there's a lot of goals at halftime. And I can go back to that one game I remember that that, that's, that I had as a, as a Scotland player that was done were 5 0 up uh, against Pharaohs at Celtic Park and finished six. You know, finished six. So you, you thought you could have went and got a lot more. And it's just a natural thing. The, the, the tempo drops, particularly when you're playing in these types of heats. The, the tempo drops, they know the job's done. Uh, they'll just want to keep the ball moving. They'll try to st- keep their control, but you can even see the possessions down a little bit as well. But the job's done. You, you know, the, the, the job's done. It's not our job to go and score fours and fives and, and keep us guys no. entertained the second <laughs> half the way we were in the first. You know, it's up, up to these players to get the job done, get the three points, get back on the plane and get ready for Tuesday. And like I say, this is us on a massive, massive step. I mean, for me, this I know it's not confirmed. This is us now. 
uh, going to the Euros. There's, mm. there's too much. There's too much ground to be made up by the other teams. Uh, other teams, by the way, that we still need to play. So we've got a, a big say in those results. So this is a this is at five wins out of five, and we can like I say, everybody can look at their their flights and get them booked for Germany next summer. Well, I mean, the level of comfort here, I suppose, can be illustrated by the fact that yeah, it has dropped for sure, Hugh. But yet Scott McTominay still hit the post. Yeah. Um, remind me who had the chance? Uh, it was McTominay again, I think, had the chance at the back yeah. post as well. Yeah. So yeah, the, I think McTominay's saying to Steve Clark. I'll happily play all of the 90 minutes, give it my best shot because I don't get a game at Manchester United. That's true. I don't need to worry about him, Kenny, no. at the moment. No, no, definitely not. I mean, he'll be... He would have been looking forward to this international break to get to actually get a game of football yeah. and play. You know, so that's the, that's the flip side of the all oh, well, they're not playing, so do they deserve to play? Well, guys like Kieran Tierney and McTominay, who are really, really important players for Scotland and Steve Clark. they were always going to play but now in this situation when he's not had a lot of football at the start of the season this would have been games and a, and a massive game coming on Tuesday night even though it's a friendly that he would have been looking forward to coming away and playing and there we are um, Alex Gogic is on for Cyprus there we go the one player that has extra relevance because he plays uh, in our Premiership of course um, <laughs> what a great time to come on yeah. three, three down and ten minutes to go yeah, and you're a holding, sitting-ish midfielder come centre-back who yeah. you're not exactly going to be changing the game in a positive way in, in terms of attacking. So uh, that was, he was actually a question on uh, and beat the pundit on Wednesday when I was on it and I never got it. Did you go? No, there you go. Lesson learned. Yeah, I'll never forget it now. Andy's on the line. Andy, what are you making of this? Oh, listen, that's, a, that's absolutely brilliant. And uh, honestly, and Kenny got it right when he said, I was listening to the show earlier on when he said McTominay getting to the back post at the right time I mean that third goal was absolutely that was that was a goal and a half honestly it was a brilliant goal uh, I just think I'm just trying to think I'm saying to your producer Chris I'm saying who's the two players that's on the yellow cards in there do you know that if they get cards of the day they might miss the next game oh that I don't know actually I must admit I'll look that up I'm saying, cause I was trying to think right, key to, I know he's brought on two something new but I'm going to whoever they boys are try and get them off you know, for the next game. There's not an angry man on the park. There hasn't been uh, anything of that nature to worry about, Andy. Uh, and the nearer we get to uh, full time, the less likely it is to happen. That, that For me, we're now at the petering out stage. Yeah, Andy, I, you're surprised? Because I, I know we're, Scotland are in a good place and it is Cyprus, but this type of fixture still had potential banana skin written all over it years ago. It just doesn't seem like that anymore, does it? No, I, no, but see when, you, see when you look at it, they're actually not a bad football team when they get the ball. They're actually had a lot of shots on target. You know, I mean, they're, they're no mugs. I mean, I know we're three nothing up, but they're no mugs. I mean, some of the football they were playing was really good, and Guns had to do some sort of good saves, but no, no end. Yeah, routine ones. But like, I'm still giving them some chances, you know. Yeah, I think Scotland are hoping the flag goes up here, and it actually hasn't. And Angus Guns had to. Just save. another save is it, is it the old late flag And it is yeah. yeah It was miles offside I get why they do it to a point Kenny But is that a real Do you think that would be So frustrating as a player now That is best of rules You know like it's, it's It's not about the referees I mean you can see it's, It was absolutely Blatantly offside Like he could easily Have flagged now yeah. You know because he, he knew It was offside It is the rule And I, I, yeah, I need to let it go I, I think um, the, the thing people always say If what if you run back there and you make a yeah, when somebody you injure hurt, yourself? When somebody gets injured, I get it. Two more yeah. changes for Scotland late on. It's going to be Stuart Armstrong, and I'm sorry, the crazy pony, 
I think it's going to be Nathan Patterson on for Ryan uh, for Aaron Hickey. That will be the end. The end of the big bet. Please yep. gamble responsibly. Uh, but but he's and, got a squeeze. He got a squeeze out of it. That's for sure. He did. Uh, Andy, take it. You're just. Oh, that's sorry. Just let me tell you. It's John McGinn that's going off um, for Stuart Armstrong, and indeed it is Aaron Hickey. Surely got to be for. Nathan Patterson is uh, I mean Andy a real squad effort isn't it you look at the, t- the quality of those players that are coming on I know it, that it's late on but some good players that have had to wait their chance No that's what I, I was trying to go in last night just to say the same exactly you said there Gordon I mean look at, if you look at the bench the players we've got on the bench you're going what a squad we've got what a team we've got now we're playing good football so I am really happy with it. I'm really really happy and you look at a wee dig at Hugh he made me feel old today Oh, or the night. Uh, I, not nearly fifty to go, but I went to see Scotland playing Wales in Anfield. Yeah. And when you said that with Neil, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm going, that can't be that one. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, Andy. He'll do that to you. Thanks a lot. That was Andy on the line. Kieran yeah, Tierney's taking a sore one uh, in the middle of the pitch. His teammates eventually think about uh, putting it out. Are they gonna? Yeah, <laughs> taking their time. Uh, so, huge time for Nathan Patterson, Stuart Armstrong. Not. A great deal of time, but an opportunity to show what they can do. Yeah, uh, you know, the, we're just running down the clock now. Tierney, thankfully, is okay. Real Sociedad would be happy about that. He was described after his first La Liga game, a 5-3 win for Real Sociedad. He was described as an exquisite player by uh, the, the management at Real Sociedad. So they'll be happy to see him up on his feet. Um, we're getting to that stage where how do we summarise this night? We summarise it by saying 1-3-0 with a very commanding performance and we're very unlucky not to double that amount of goals. It could very easily have been six. And, uh, you know, we are in the departure lounge for Germany. Nine toes of ten on the plane, Correct. what was it? Nine toes out of ten. Superb. Yeah, and it's only a matter of time before the 10th one's on there because it is, is, it's just, you know, 15 points. Now that puts Georgia, who got beat convincingly tonight, and Norway needing to win every single one of their games. And Spain, by the way. Don't forget, it. Spain still need to win games as well uh, like to stop us going, so it's not going to happen. There we go. Listen to the man. He knows what he's on about as Cyprus come forward, but Scotland have shown great determination when they've had to to win the ball back. Of course, the second half has definitely been a bit flatter and uh, no real uh, purpose the way that we saw in the first half, but you can absolutely forgive that. Nathan Patterson on to try and uh, work some of his magic down the right, but they've given it away uh, and he gets a second bite at it. Don't forget, the phone lines are open. They have been all night, so keep them coming. 0141 951 What are you making of this? This must be pleasing you. And actually, it becomes about more than the performance, as the guys say that this is kind of it. I know people, sometimes you can't fully wrap your head around it until it's official, but it's as as close as can be, really, at this stage. Five wins out of five, 15 points. I I don't know what it must be now. The statisticians who said it was 98% before the game. Must be 99.7. We've checked in. The bags have gone through security. We're out the other side. We've gone and had a look at the duty free and uh, now we're in the uh, departure lounge and we're just checking the flight times to see if there's any possibility of a delay 
And that's where we are, really. I like it. I like the analogy. We are nearly there, so come on, get your phone calls into us, please. Of course, if you'd rather tweet, feel free at Clyde SSB. We've got to share these nights together, surely. We don't, over the years, we've not had too many. Many phone-ins here, soul-searching. Oh, where's the next tournament going to come from? And where yeah. are we going wrong? Just keep reminding us, anymore. Gordon, I've lived it. Sorry. Absolutely. No, sorry. Absolutely. <laughs> that was aimed those, at you. <laughs> those moments. Like Kenny Miller. Missed um, another chance and we're out again. <laughs> yeah, been there. Anyway. This is as close as uh, we've come for decades to going through some kind of golden age. Uh, you know, if you're winning 11 qualification matches in a row, you've been to a Euro final, you're nine toes out of ten in another Euro final. Uh, all that remains to be done now is to end that 1998 stat about the last the time World you played Cup, in the yeah. World Cup finals. As you say, two consecutive Euros with a playoff for the other tournament in between. Yeah. It's the right direction. Yes, yeah. what it is. Like you're, you're, see when you come up in these playoff games. So like, like we did against Ukraine. It was a, it was a nation galvanized, and you know we we never actually even got up mm-hmm. anywhere near our levels that night. You know, but it was uh, when you play these types of games. I mean, Ukraine are a good team, and we just uh, and we just became unstuck. That can happen in these games when these one-off qualifying playoff games. Anything can happen when you're playing because everybody deserves to be there because you're in the fixture. And, uh, and that night we just never we, we weren't good enough and Ukraine were better and that was it and we, and we never went to the World Cup but like you say we're one game away you know we're taking it right to the final hurdle whereas uh, and we're going to be back to back Euro so I think the major tournament thing is is, is, is Hoodoo is well and truly gone it's now just about making that World Cup Scott McTominay has been everywhere Hugh I mean he's lost the ball on this yeah. occasion but even the initial involvement was still physically impressive at this stage in the game I give him tremendous credit because many a head would go into the bucket if you have been treated the way he's been treated at Old Trafford. And you've watched the window closed and you're stuck at Old Trafford with a manager who clearly doesn't rate you until January. Uh, And he has gone into the Scotland camp with the attitude, right, I'm going to really enjoy this. I'm going to enjoy playing in Cyprus and then England to come at Hamden and what a night that's going to be. And then, you know, Madrid to play Spain. He's throwing himself into this with absolutely no thought of Manchester United because he knows he's pretty much a discarded man there. Eric uh, Ten Hag is getting many things wrong there and McTominay is one of them. And he's a discarded man that they've probably priced out of a move with him it's yeah. like the numbers that were getting mentioned for him so like he says he could easily have been a little bit done no, he's coming off he's getting, uh, a thir- he's getting a 30 second rest this Scott McTominay <laughs> for the shift that he's put in well done to him and, and he deserves his standing ovation for uh, for his performance the first goal Kenny was so crucial wasn't it just to settle any nerves that there might have been it, it was we said that an early goal would be the dream uh, and it took 6 minutes for that early goal to come, really well constructed, brilliant energy and run for Andy Robertson down the left and then great stand-up. John McGinn was on the end of it, uh, probably should have done better with the header, but his, uh, his, his fortune McTominay was exactly where he's been in this campaign, right place, right time, and he was 80 pounds and, and get the opening goal. And it was such an important goal just to settle everybody's nerves, especially yours, Gordon's. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Selfishly, Ryan Christie's on to try and make an impact. Of course, scored a Really brilliant goal last time Scotland uh, were in Cyprus. I don't know if you remember it. He was running down the right for quite a while. I think he he won it in his own half, cut in 
and fired one into the, the far top corner with his left foot. So if he's got another one of them up his sleeve, that would be nice. Well, you need to have him on the night that qualification is absolutely confirmed so that you can have a wee greet on television. Oh, was great, wasn't it? Everyone that was one it. of the moments as well, that post-Serbia uh, interview. That was magnificent, I have bottom, to say. Bottom lip trembling the yeah, whole way through. I think a bit of the country maybe joined in at that point, it has to be said. Um, but there we go, three minutes added on, three minutes away from it being official that... I was going to say, official that we're close. Is that such, is yeah. that such a thing? <laughs> official that we're in the, 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 the departure lounge. The plane hasn't taken off yet, but we're in the departure lounge. Yeah, it really is. It should be a time to celebrate. It really has been a run that even, even the optimists out there, five wins out of five to kick off a campaign. Yeah. Nah, I didn't hear many of those predictions. Five wins out of five, 11 qualifying games in a row that, that Scotland have won. It is, it's incredible because when you go on these runs, we've said it already, you have to play some superpowers. And we played a superpower a few months back in Spain and even Denmark. They were right at the top of the rankings uh, when they came to Hamden as well. So it's, uh, And it's not just the results, it's actually the way they've done it. Yeah. Spain wasn't a hang-on job, maybe the way France no. was back in the day when Gary Caldwell scored. We deserve to win that game, despite what Rodri thinks, that the football might have been a little bit rubbish and the grass and, and blah, blah, blah. Scotland were excellent and they deserved to win that night. And tonight, like you say, is one massive step close, closer to actually being back-to-back Euros. I again. go back to the morning you and I sat with Steve Clark at Hampden and it was clear to us that this was a man who believed that he should have had more caps as a player. But here, at the age of 60 now, he has achieved more for Scotland than many a man before him. He's actually got us to a place now where there's strength and depth, a reliable team, a creative team, thrilling team. Uh, so, you know, late in life he's been compensated for what he felt he was denied earlier in life. And tell you what, clean sheets obviously matter to this team as well because Cyprus were through there. Ryan Porteous blistering uh, speed to get back in and a great block. He's injured himself in the process, but he's up and hobbling around. And I'll have to give Alexander a, Alexander Gogic a big apology there because I well, said he wasn't was. going to be the, the creative player needed maybe to turn this game in Cyprus's favour, but that was outstanding play. In the, in the past to release the player but brilliant uh, full time in Larnaca let's speak to Andrew McLean Cyprus nil Scotland 3 the full time score in Larnaca an easy win for Steve Clark's side who have all but secured a place at Euro 2024 after a fifth straight win in this group absolutely incredible from this side it was a blistering first half that did the trick as well it only took six minutes to kick things off Andy Robertson was played down the left he clipped in across flicked on by John McGinn and there was that man again Scott McTominay with the header at the back post six goals in five group games for him a fantastic return for the Manchester United midfielder Cyprus threatened a wee bit after that to get back into it but Scotland shut them down by scoring 16 minutes in the ball floated in headed down by Jack Hendry and there was Ryan Porteous he found the back of the net, his first Scotland goal for 2-0. The third came half an hour in, Shea Adams. This was a really nice work goal as well, because it was Shea Adams with a flick round the corner. There was Scott McTominay carrying it down the right wing, sort of 
faked a defender into sliding. He then played the ball to the edge of the box, and there was John McGinn, and no surprise, he buried it with his left foot into the bottom corner. The pace of Scotland's play was never going to keep up in these conditions. The foot came off the gas a wee bit in the second half, but you've got that luxury when you're 3-0 up. They still created some chances. Callum McGregor forcing a save from the Cyprus goalkeeper. Scott McTominay almost bagged another 15 minutes from the end as well, but his curling strike hit the post and Scotland happy to see the game out with no real issues although there was a wonderful block right at the end from Ryan Porteous to save the clean sheet. The Scotland fans are applauding the team who are making their way round the AEK arena at the moment. They know just how close Germany is. We can't say it's definitely secured but it is so, so close. There was the serenade of the Scotland fans right at the end. They're singing, we're going to Germany and the full-time score here is Cyprus nil, Scotland 3. On then 01419511025 the Euros is happening Scotland will be there get it in your diary next summer Steve Clark and his side will surely be heading to Germany do we need official confirmation yes but let's not worry about that small detail because it is that close five games five wins 12 goals scored one goal conceded a sensational effort and now we want to know what you made of it 01419511025 What a night it has been Easy, straightforward, simple, routine Call it what you want And go even better What's German for those words Because Scotland are heading to the Euros Not officially, don't spoil the party But pretty much there 3-0 up at half time in Cyprus It finished 3-0 15 points out of 15 And even we cannot mess it up from here Hugh The word is Wunderbar I'll take your word for it 01419511025 uh, The lines are open They have been all night Brian is in Bishop Briggs How good is that Brian? Oh boys I'm just away for a beer to celebrate that I think we're pretty much there to be honest with you um, No outstanding to a man I mean it's just It's unbelievable the confidence this team is playing at right now And just reiterating what everybody's been saying tonight That's been coming on The strength and depth we have in that squad With people I mean, we've got quality all over the park, and there's people fighting for places, so it's aye, it's a joy. It's an absolute joy. And so comfortable, Brian. That, that's the thing that's just so pleasing about it, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. I mean, not one, not at one point in that game did we think um, we were in any threat, maybe drawing or losing it. I mean, aye, it's, it's just a great time to be a Scotland fan. And you see, the thing is, as well, like long gone are the days where we were a wee bit of a laughing stock at international level because, I mean, Right now, the way this squad's playing and the confidence, I wouldn't. I'm not saying we would beat any international team, but I think we would always give a good account of ourselves, no matter who we're up against. Now, who impresses you in particular, Brian? You could probably name them all, but for you personally, um, personally, I mean, as much as Steve Clark gets a lot of credit, and I get it, but I mean, I, I mean, I've got to, I've got to say, Andy Robertson. I mean, you can tell he's a leader amongst men in that dressing room. It's just. He's brilliant, and to add it in here, he's just a, a quality football player. But another we mentioned as well, I mean, I think you were talking about him just before the ad break there. I mean, for Scott McTominay to know by getting a sniff in that Man United team and play like that at international level, I think it's very unfair to the lad. It's Ten Hag, I think you said it, and he's, he's totally right. Ten Hag's getting it all wrong in there if he's no starting him. Kenny, I guess, though, to have a lev- the level of success, and we hope this is the start of it, it leads to more, but the level of success that we're having... You, you need a 
you need everyone to really be contributing that seems to be the way it's mad that Brian picks out Champions League English Premier League winning Andy Robertson as his standout who might actually be under the radar in the Scotland team it is, it's incredible because he's another one quite similar to, to Callum McGregor that you expect these types of performances from him and he does, he goes out and leaves, it's no easy to be the captain and again, you, you talked about Darren Fletcher earlier and, and the pressure that were on him to, to produce moments of magic just because he was a, a big player playing for Man United. Andy Robertson's got that same thing, Premier League winner, Champions League winner, you know, he's... Uh, He's got a, a lot of weight of responsibility on his shoulders, particularly now that he's got the armband, but he lives up to it. But you could go right through the team. You know, you could absolutely go right through the goalkeeper, right through to the number nine, and then the lads who come on as well. There is real competition. There is a real team spirit there. And there's one thing, there's real belief within the squad. And and uh, Brian's right, Steve Clark does deserve a lot of credit, but so do the players, because the players that we've got now across the board are playing at such a good level. The strength and depth, we mentioned a lot tonight, but the players, when they cross the white line, they've got to take a responsibility as well. We're going and delivering the game plan and then making good decisions and putting in good performances. Okay. And at this moment in time, they're doing that. I can imagine McTominay saying to himself tonight, do you know what? Hamden, Tuesday, playing England, I'll show Eric Ten Hag <clears throat> what he's missing because there can be no greater stage on which to prove to the Manchester United manager what he is missing than a Scotland-England game and McTominay will be so up for that game. How important was it to start the way we did as well tonight, Brian, just to manage any, even if it was a tiny percent chance of, of risk or nervousness? Um, I mean, like I said, though, um, even if that game was even if that game was still nil-nil at half-time, I still wouldn't have been had any nerves. I mean... I don't know how the players feel. I mean, I've seen Andy Robertson talk about how in no way are they talking about like making the Euros just yet and stuff, and I get that. But like, just even before the ball was kicked, like there was no nerves, and I think a lot of Scotland fans will feel the same. Like, like I said as well. Um, I mean, long gone are the days where we'd draw teams like that, even Cyprus, and we'd be like, oh no, like that'll be tough to go away. Like, you're just it's just the confidence in the team, and to only concede one goal as well, and to add into the fact. The goal was a penalty, and to also add in that it's probably it came from probably the best striker in the world at the moment. Yeah. I mean, it's it's astonishing, absolutely astonishing. Yeah, Kenny, the defensive effort, like maybe not tested loads tonight, but you obviously need that that platform to build on. And it's, it's good, it's good behaviours displayed by the team tonight. I mean, we talked about it in the first half at three 0 up. Any time uh, Cyprus were, were, were coming to attack, there's nine bodies behind the ball. They're trying to block up all the avenues, but they were limited to probably shots for distance. And when I mean, they did get through, if they got through and they weren't blocked, Angus Gunn was there to make kind of routine, comfortable saves. Uh, so they're a solid defensive unit. Uh, which Scotland have always kind of prided themselves on is that kind of dogged determination to to work ever so hard and put your body on the line. But what I've added to that now is some real attacking threat as well. I mean, that third goal, we're just watching that again back there. It's such a good goal. Forget the finish, but the, the movement off the ball, mm. the control for Shea Adams, the pass around the corner for Billy Gilmore, top, top level. Just and a small point, Hugh. I'm glad that the players got to... And it's a shame it wasn't at hand and got to go and really kind of enjoy that in front of the fans because they got robbed of it against Georgia because yeah. it finished at four in the morning. No, <laughs> ge genuinely though, see as soon as that game finished, it went really flat because it was so late and everyone wanted to go home and you could see the players sort of thinking, we've just got a result that's probably qualified us for a tournament here and it, there, there just wasn't that feeling. So it was, it was good to see them get the chance tonight. Excellent. And it was the first thing that Andy Robertson did when the final whistle blew, he got the players and he's telling them, 
don't forget these fans. Uh, and he's making sure that they paid proper tribute to the fans. The atmosphere at Hamden on Tuesday is going to be exceptional. It would have been anyway, but this is just guaranteed it will be cranked up a notch. And just before we leave the subject of Angus Gunn, in a quiet way, I think that's another good thing that Steve Clark has done. He, Gunn, looks like Jack Butland is to Rangers. Uh, we've got two other goalkeepers who are uh, vastly inexperienced and we've got this guy who could have gone to England but chose Scotland. Um, and again, it's just another notch mm. on the... Stevie Clark's belt Brian enjoy your night That's Brian heading out By the way After that game uh, What about Willie and Parkhead How good is that Willie? Hello You alright? Uh, how you doing? How you doing? Right now We're one five out of five Now for, for a few years I wasn't a big Scotland fan But I'm starting to Turn around now And I think we're going to go to Spain And turn up I don't think they're going to work I have Won five games And no turn up in Spain so, uh. well, we'll certainly turn up. It, it's a it's a case of uh, those who meet us there. Uh, Spain tonight were exceptional, extraordinary. Seven goals away from home in international football is not to be sniffed at under any circumstances. You know, you have to be re- realistic about these matters. We would go into the game against Spain as underdogs, without any shadow of doubt. And it will be a demanding night. And we'll find out a lot about a lot of players on that night. For the moment, savour what happened in Larnica. Anticipate what's going to happen in Mount Florida on Tuesday. And then we'll get around to the Spain game. And we'll we'll find out a lot of things that night. Just the level of momentum, Willie, is incredible, isn't it? Uh, it's been amazing. It's been really, really good. And as I say, I'm t- starting to turn around now because I was at Scotland fan. I was on all again. Man, everyone. But now, well, we're changing that a wee bit. Turntable, isn't it? But it seems to be a lot better now. So I think that's so. Turn? I think that's so true. That point, though, Hugh, because first, like, you'll never get everyone to like international football, and that's absolutely fine. So you, whilst you can't get to everyone, I would love to know because I don't know how you measure it. The percentage of people like Willie who would take it or leave it before and actually sit on the edge of their seats now tonight and think this is great because that, that, I think it'll be a big number well you know you, we've witnessed it in the past where Scotland managers go through a bad run and the atmosphere was entirely different uh, and you know fans if they pay their money they go to foreign countries to support the team they are perfectly entitled to express their view within reason and it's, it's been a messy end for one or two men Steve Clark came in, I don't think, with any great expectation for a lot of people. A wonderful manager for Kilmarnock, entirely different level of the game, but he has silenced everyone. You can't go on a run like this. You can't have been to a Euro final with a foot in a second Euro final and not be said to have done an outstanding job. Kenny, you played in the era, you know, I don't think away fans were ever the problem. You'd have got, you'd have still got that unbelievable support everywhere, that, that real hardcore. But I even see it in here, right? See, on an anecdotal level, I don't necessarily need to name them. I can tell there are maybe some pundits in here or some colleagues that 
when we used to get to international week, it was kind of take it or leave it for them sort of thing. And they would do their bit, their professionals, and they would talk about it and analyse it. But I can tell they've got a wee glint in their eye about it now. It just feels so much better to be a part of. Yeah, and that's <clears throat> that's been Steve Clark's job and the players to perform, get the Tartan army and, and the country believing again. Well, that was achieved a couple of years ago when we went to the Euros. After a long, long time uh, missing out on major finals and a long time of heartache for the Tartan Army. So they've done that. They've achieved that. People are believing. The, they do expect a game. So with that comes a, a different level of pressure. But at this moment in time, five wins out of five into the group. Again, we're, we're going to be in Germany next summer. There is absolutely no doubt about it. Uh, we're producing at the moment. We're living up to the expectations and we have got the nation behind us again. And all these people or ex-players, pundits, fans who maybe had lost interest a little bit, well, they're definitely taking interest now because what they've got is they've got another finals to look forward to next summer. Where, by the way, we will be looking to be better than what mm. we were a couple of years ago because we had a good opportunity that this group of players were yep. more capable of performing. Thank you very much to Willie. That is almost that. So gather round your radio, move a little bit closer to your uncle Shug tells you a story about how Scotland are going to the Euros. Can we do it? Yes, we Larna can. And we did it in Larnaca. And we did it in style. Three going on half a dozen. And Scott McTominay is the main man for Scotland now. A wonderful performance from him. And now we can go to Hamden on Tuesday night and measure ourselves against the England team made by Gareth Southgate. I like the sound of Southgate versus Clark. We need official confirmation, but you can take it for granted by now, I think. Scotland are going to the Euros again. How good does that sound? We'll be back on Monday night from six o'clock to look back on it all. So make sure you join us and Hits Party with Callum Gallagher is up next.